All right. Hello, so, my name is Demi. Welcome to the Beauty Beast podcast, Melissa. I'm here too, and we have a special guest today. Ba-ba-da-ba. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're here with Ashley Dwyer. Like, as some of you may or may not know, I have been on like a health journey this year and I can't do it by myself because I'm the kind of person that I research something for like five seconds and I'm over it. And I would rather pay somebody to help me than who knows more than I do. So that is when I reached out to Ashley through our my client, Katie, who's been on here before. So I'll let Ashley introduce herself. Hi, I was going to say already, I want to say something. (laughs) (laughs) But hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Ashley. I am the owner, I guess, CEO person in charge at Team BDN Coaching. Um, But I am not. So I want to say like, I'm not Melissa's personal coach. No, she's not. Yeah, but because we're such like a small, tight-knit team, we all know about everybody. So so I've managed to become like close with Melissa anyway, uh, just through chatting and and knowing what's going on. But yeah, so I've introduced myself. Sorry, I already got off on tangent. It's fine. That's how we go. That's how we roll over here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess a little backstory. I was a pharmacist, graduated from the University of Florida in 2014, practiced for seven years, and then quit in November of 2020. So I'm coming up on three years full time and have started, you know, the company is almost five years old. So I did both for two years, two years at the same time, trying to like make things work, but really wanted to leave Western medicine for more of a preventative holistic approach. And here we are. So it's been really awesome. Yes, I love it. And I know there's been a huge shift, like just watching Melissa on a day to day like basis. I mean, how long ago did you start the challenge and the journey like with with working with Ashley? I started with Ashley. Well, the the journey started like last October when I finally convinced my husband to let me buy a Peloton. <laughs> and he was like, maybe you should take a spin class first. I'm like, I love it. They have like themed rides. It'll be fine. So it started with me needing to justify the purchase and prove him wrong because he's like you're going to use it for a month and then it's going to become a clothes hanger (laughs) it becomes furniture exactly so if anyone knows me they know like i'm going to prove you wrong like i'm going to make him eat his words like that is like the way to fire my soul and then after doing like rides i think for about like a month and a half i was like i can't keep doing this and eating like girl dinner you know you've seen that like on tiktok (laughs) yes like demi knows like my lunches at the salon were like water and like cheez-its and snacks like i was snack queen oh man (laughs) yes yes our our daughter maddie would be like melissa has all the good snacks she's our neighbor too so when she would come over Maddie would always remind us that our house is an ingredient household. Like, and she'd always make sure Melissa knew that because Melissa had all the green stocks. (laughs) Yes. So then that's when I was like researching like what I needed to do to like support like the exercise goals that I had. And, you know, like you Google like what's the best thing and like 
you know, keto and this and that. I'm like, this is overwhelming. And I knew like Katie had worked with Ashley forever since like the pandemic. And I was like, they clearly, you know, she knows her shit. So let me reach out to her. And then I think I signed up with BDN over their Black Friday special. But I was like, listen, it's the holidays. I don't, I cannot do anything right now. I'm not setting myself up for success. Like, I want to start in January. And she's like, no worries. Like, we got you. And ever since then, I think I even signed up again when she was running like a client special. So now I'm like covered for the rest of the year. So <laughs> I was going to say, I pulled up your start date and I was like January and you're with us <laughs> until February of 2024. So, oh, nice. <laughs> Actually, because you just said that, I'm really happy that you're going to be with us through the holidays this year because you can do like, this is going to sound so salesy and whatever. I hate that, but you can still obviously be successful on your goals during the holiday time. Right. And now you'll actually get to do it instead of yes. put it off this time. So exactly. this was super easy. It's just what I do every day. <laughs> I know. I think yeah. like over the weekends, well, Side note, like we have to have all the ductwork in our house replaced and like we got a ridiculous quote and like I was doing my check in with Lana and I was like, I needed chicken wings. They're my comfort food. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I had a cheat meal. She's like, let's dive into this. And I'm like, no, no, it was comfort. I needed it. Like chicken wings are my safe space. <laughs> She's like, but let's not call it a cheat meal. I'm like, call it whatever you wanted. I needed it in that moment. She's like, you can have that. It's perfectly fine. Oh so it's God. like, it's been like such a mindset shift too. Like no food is bad. I think that's one thing that people really like don't fully comprehend about nutrition and fitness plans, right? Like you started this off by saying, um, like why you hired a coach, right? It's because you, mm -hmm. you wanted to pay someone to tell you what to do. And the thing is, is like, I have a coach, right? I say this all the time mm -hmm. on my social media, like I do this for a living and I still have a coach because it's not just about, you know, uh, not doing things or, or not knowing what to do. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So of course, if you're Googling things, you're going to find a million answers to your problem. And right. like, to do the, from everything from like the cabbage soup diet to keto, to carnivore, to whatever, there's so many things you're going to Google, but it's more about just having someone there for accountability to make you check in and kind of just make sure you're staying on top of your stuff. Right. Even when you're having the bad weeks or we're traveling or we're, we're whatever, or like for me personally, I don't want to be bothered with my own programming. So I outsource it. Like, right. You do it for me. Tell me what to do. Um, but it's, it's so mental because you think you're just going to like a diet plan and a workout plan. And that's how you're going to lose the weight. But what we're really doing in the process or, you know, whatever your goal is. Right. But what we're really doing in the process is having you notice what thoughts and what learned behaviors you think are true, disproving those. And then like having you relearn this whole mindset and behavior process while simultaneously tricking you to do it through diet and exercise. Right. But we mostly do that through our conversations and our check-ins, right? Like that's where we get the switches and the light bulbs to go off. Absolutely. I agree. I can't speak from experience with working with you guys, but I just know that like even just the shifting of like meal prepping and like prioritizing like your personal fitness and all of those things, it mentally shifts your mind so much that like, 
I feel like I didn't even realize it till I started to make those changes and your work becomes so much more productive too. Like when your mind starts to, and, and also it has to do with food in general. Like I think a lot of times, like the culture of like losing weight, especially as women is like, we have to minimize our food and minimize our meals and deprive ourselves. And in actuality, that makes you like foggy at work and it makes you less productive. And in my case, like now meal prepping and honestly, Melissa has inspired, I feel like everybody to be on top of their meal prepping at the salon. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like I can't tell you the last time an Uber Eats person came to our door to drop off anybody's meal. And before I would say that most times there was at least one Uber Eats delivery a day. Or and now there's the see... question of who's running to Taco Bell. Oh, <laughs> yes. man. We, it's really dangerous. We have a Taco Bell that's literally our neighbor, which yes. is not a good idea at all. Um, Listen, so you, with Bell like a nice paved way. Taco Bell is appropriate after midnight and that's it. And not even. <laughs> but wait, I have a but... side question. Since you're no longer ordering Uber Eats and stuff like that, like, are you guys saving money on not eating out so much? Uh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like balanced with the meal prep and the groceries, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, huge savings. Like I, and I just started two weeks ago, actually, Melissa kind of inspired me on this too. Um, So in turn, you inspired me in a way. (laughs) Um, I'm an influencer, guys. Just kidding. (laughs) We started uh, prepping our dinners too. Like we've always, we started prepping our lunches like more mindfully Um, and like our breakfasts too but we just expanded into dinners and like just that minimizing of stress like when you're working a busy schedule of like knowing you have dinner in the fridge avoids you eating something bad a but b like your stress load of needing to go home from work think about cooking and all of those things kind of dissipates too so being prepared changes everything at least in my opinion like it's helped a lot A hundred percent. What it does and what we kind of, the term we kind of give it is called like lowering the barrier to entry, right? So if you are coming home, like you said, from work and you're stressed and you're exhausted and you don't want to even think about dinner. So you order something or you stop on the way home and pick something up because you don't want to be bothered. The way to make it easier to eat healthy is lowering that barrier of entry so that you have food available already for you at home. So you don't even have to think about it. You just get home and you heat it up or you do whatever you have to do. So then it takes away that temptation and that, like you said, that stress. Mm -hmm. So by prepping and by setting yourself up before the busyness and the craziness happens is actually how you stay successful. I think anyone listening to this right now who you know, has a busy schedule, which who doesn't now? I don't know anyone who's not busy. Right. Right. You have have to have like a side job to even like afford anything in this economy. Oh (laughs) yeah. Especially down here in South Florida. Like it's crazy. So everyone is grinding, right? So if you're, you're always busy, the best way to stay successful when we're busy, because I think a lot of people use that as an excuse is I'm too busy. It's no, your like time management could probably use some work. And I'm sure if we went through your schedule, I could pick out two to three hours of social media scrolling that we're doing aimlessly. Right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. we can set aside like a half hour or an hour once a week to set ourselves up for the week. And then we won't have the struggles and we'll actually have more time because we're not stressed out, worried, whatever. So it becomes this amazing snowball effect of positive changes. 
Absolutely. It's totally true. Like I, and it like also at least watching Melissa from an outside perspective, like just even the way that she structures her schedule has changed a lot. Like she sits down, she has a true lunch now. Um, It's inspired all of us to kind of do the same thing, like moving forward. And you're, I feel like so much less stressed and mm. you really like minimally, I, well, you never really ran behind before, but I see you run behind even less now. And mm-hmm. she's just like, not as worried about anything. I, and you're still working the same amount of hours. You're still putting in the same amount of sales. It's just that restructuring of actually realizing, I think we have a lot more time in our day, but you said it perfectly before with social media. Like, I think, we do have a lot of time. Of course, work follows us everywhere now that we do have our phones connected to us at all times. But I think a lot of our day gets saturated up just scrolling. And you can start with getting on social media to maybe do something work focused. And then the next thing you know, it's two hours later, and you're watching some random thing that you didn't even start on. And I think then it ends up not like that pushes out all of the things that you need to have like on your forefront to be successful, which is your meal prepping, your working out and all of that stuff. Well, it's even, it's even crazy because like my social media, like, yes, I'm on like Instagram and everything like that for work, but even like, if I'm like scrolling, like randomly it's on TikTok because listen, I love me a good cat video. I'm here for it. But even like my for you page now on TikTok, it's, you know, like meal prepping and like working out and stuff like that. So even if I start to scroll, it's like, damn, all right, well, let me go play my meals. Like, let me go work out because I have to log that. You know what I mean? Like, so it's almost like my social media also motivates me. And then it's like, okay, well, now I need to like meal prep. So like even that has changed, which, you know, makes me more productive for sure. It's kind and of I creepy. think that's it. <laughs> it's very creepy. Yes, it is. It creepy. Is, yeah. It's like, shut up TikTok. I know what I need to do. I want to relax for like five minutes. <laughs> but speaking of TikTok and social media, I think it's go- a oh, good yes. time to jump into one of the topics that we were chatting about in the bullet points which is this glamorizing in our industry, like as beauty professionals of like surviving off caffeine, surviving off minimal food. And it's almost like, I don't, for some reason, like a trend that's become like funny. And yes, it's like with lighthearted humor, funny, but I'd love to get your take, Ashley, on how you feel about seeing those things floating around social media and maybe how unhealthy it is that we're living off coffee and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah. So I try and make these videos here and there all the time. Um, I don't want to come out and just like bash things. I mean, certain things I I certainly will, (laughs) like for example, girl dinner, I don't like it. I don't like it. It's not, I'm not really a fan. I understand the concept of, well, I don't want to make like a full meal. So I'm just going to snack. Right. So instead of bashing the whole thing. I made an Instagram reel. That's like, listen, you want to eat your snacks. You want to do your little, like want to be charcuterie boards for dinner. Cool. But have more protein. Like we're going to put more protein into it. And so I gave like more ways to incorporate more protein into a girl's dinner, like a shake, Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, uh, the meats, right. That we do, um, mm-hmm. certain things mm-hmm. like that, where you can incorporate more protein into it. Cause I think 
I don't love the glamorization of like starvation. I don't like it at all. I don't think that needs to happen. That's not how we see results at all. And I think it's still like old mindset that's coming back from like the nineties when people were super, 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 like that was what you had to be was super thin, right? Like no body shape at all. And now curvy is in and now it's all changing again. So who knows, right? Like you guys are in the beauty industry, like it's trends and stuff are changing time. Yes. So with caffeine though, I think the one thing that women need to realize is the goal to your success with weight loss and with any results is going to be a stress balance in the body. So a balance of all the stressors that we're going through. And I don't want to make it too scientific, but when we are working the long hours that we're working, when we're go, 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 like we are all the time, we forego sleep because we're like, we don't need sleep team, no sleep, right? Like we got a bunch of stuff to do. We'll go to bed late because we're staying up watching Netflix and all this stuff. We're getting crappy sleep. We're under eating because we're not, eat, you know, girl dinnering and just not getting enough food in general. Cause we're always on like this weight loss journey, or we don't really know how much we're supposed to eat. So our adrenals are already like stressed to the max. Right. And then we're replacing meals with literally liquid adrenaline, <laughs> like caffeine, which is only going to further dump more cortisol into the already stressed system. And what that does is just throw the body completely off from a stress perspective. And then it starts lowering our thyroid hormone. It starts lowering our sex hormones and our body just kind of is compensating to try and stay alive. That's all it wants to do is stay alive. And so you're not optimal when we're doing that. And so you're not really going to see optimal results if your body is just one big stressed out mess. Um, And if you do see results, they won't last a long time. You'll end up feeling like garbage because of malnutrition and, you know, being strung out. (laughs) So, so there's definitely a more balanced way to do it where you can have your iced coffee, but you can also like have a full meal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One or the other. Well, and it's crazy because, you know, and I was always like a coffee drinker in the morning. Like everyone knew, like I had my Yeti with my coffee and, but I would only have like one coffee a day. But when I started with BDN, it was like, okay, well, here are your macros. Like I was way under eating. I think that was like one of the most eye-opening things for me in starting was like the three days that I had to log like of my normal eating before we even came up with a plan. And I think I logged it one day and my calorie intake was like 1200. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, this I didn't know is- if we could curse on this podcast. Oh, yeah. but you can okay. yeah, let it go. Yeah. I was like, uh, yeah. this is not like normal. Like, is this really what I've been eating? So then when I started like with the macros, it was like, okay, here's what I can eat. And then I logged in my coffee and I was like, if I took out coffee, I could have more food. And I want to, I would rather eat my calories than drink my calories. So I was like, I'm just going to see what it's like with no caffeine. And then I started like drinking green tea Cause I was like, I don't want to take it out like completely because Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, like, I don't want to get like the shakes or the jitters or no one wants a nail artist who's like hands are shaking as I'm trying to like clip cuticles. No migraines. (laughs) (laughs) But then like eventually I phased that out. And I think I have the last coffee I had is whenever we recorded last, I made me and Demi like chai lattes, (laughs) like dirty chais. And it's just 
it's something that's like a treat now to me. Like if I want it, I can have it, but I can also function without it. Like I don't like require it anymore. Like if that makes sense. No, it totally makes sense. And A, I'm going to tell you, like, I'm very proud of you for giving up caffeine because that is not in my wheelhouse. <laughs> I know. It was I, was it. I was like, I'm just going to have to stay quiet because there's usually my 3 p.m. Celsius and I have to have my coffee every morning. I love my coffee. But I do want to ask because you know, macros and coffee are, there are none if you're drinking black coffee, right? Like black coffee doesn't have macros. It has maybe five or 10 calories. So my question to you is what was in your coffee? Oh, Mm. I love a creamer. Like, don't get me wrong, but I was also at the time I was putting my collagen in my coffee, which then kicked up like the protein. And like, as I was moving up towards like maintenance, like I didn't have like the the macros for it. So I was like, well, when I can add the collagen back in and I have those macros, I'll add coffee back in. So that's really what it was like at first. But now that I have the macros for it, I just honestly, I put it in like my collagen in with my greens in -hmm. the morning. So that's what I do. I will say for like, I put collagen in my coffee. It's like an extra you know, mm-hmm. whatever grams of protein for people too. But I don't, I don't, caffeine is not inherently bad. It's no. just like the rules I give people for caffeine and Melissa, you already, you could like repeat this. So I can just tell you what are the rules for caffeine? <laughs> One of them is never on an empty stomach. So food before coffee and try and wait 60 to 90 minutes in the morning before having your first caffeine. And I know people who might be listening to this are like, but I wake up and go to the gym early in the morning and whatever, whatever your circadian rhythm and everything will love you. If you just wait 60 minutes, media, uh, minimum. Um, and then Demi, I know you said 3 PM Celsius, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's definitely bad. a cutoff time for caffeine. I would say it's more closer to like one, but yeah. it, yeah. it doesn't like affect your sleep too much. You know, um, every person's different and they metabolize caffeine different, but generally keeping that, that afternoon caffeine to like 1 PM so that your sleep is, you get a, a good rounded night of sleep. Yeah, I agree. No, it's a very bad habit of mine. I've conquered the meal prepping, but the caffeine is like one thing I am way too dependent on. One at a time. One at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was eye-opening. I think that was like one of my first things. Like two years ago, I went on a journey to like kind of get healthier myself. And at the time I lost 50 pounds, I found some of it back, like as I kind of gained like my healthy balance moving forward. But coffee it was like one of the first things I kind of changed a little bit of my relationship with because it's really eye-opening when you're pulling into like a Starbucks um, line and ordering like the latte that's up there and you start to see the breakdown when you start charting your meals and your food and you are mindful of your macros and everything and you're like okay wait hold on the amount of sugar that then turns into a carb and not a healthy carb at that point And you're sitting there reading it and you're like, what? And that was the same thing as like what Melissa was saying, where I, for me, I didn't cut out coffee, but I made the decision that like, if I'm going to drink it, I'm going to drink it as like a healthier option, not as this like meal in itself. Um, But I do need to stop with the 3 p.m. Celsius. That's a fair thing for sure. (laughs) 
I think, I think coffee is a great example of something that is a little, like a little tweak can go a long way, right? Like if you mm-hmm. just change your coffee order a little, you could save yourself like minimum 500 calories a week by just changing what you put in your coffee. So like sugar to stevia per se, or, um, like the, the really fatty whole fat creamers or milks, like scaling that back to maybe like an unsweetened almond milk or like some of the other lower ones that are, I don't, I'm a, can you tell I'm a black coffee drinker? I'm like, I don't even know what creamer is anymore. Uh, Every time one of my clients orders a black coffee in the salon, I'm like, Oh, good for you. I'm like bringing it over. I'm like, you go girl. (laughs) I feel like it becomes a personality trait. Like, Oh, I, it does. Like, it really wow. does. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I could never. <laughs> Listen, I was that person too. And I will say competing in like my, my bodybuilding shows back in the day is why I do some of the habits I still do now, because it was an acquired taste. Like if I wanted coffee back then, I wasn't allowed dairy at all. And I wasn't allowed artificial sweeteners after a certain point. So if I needed that caffeine, which I did, because I wasn't eating anything and I was always tired (laughs) um, and I couldn't have energy drinks because artificial sweetener, I had to have black coffee. So I would start with it iced. And then that was like tolerable, but you know how you take a sip of something and you make a face and you're like, that is bitter. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it started. And you like choke it down. And then you just kind of like your taste buds. This is a fun, fun fact for your podcast. Your taste buds change over every 21 days. So if you really want to resensitize or desensitize your taste to something, cut it out for three weeks. So now I love bitter things. And if I have things that are too sweet, it like makes me sick. So like 85% dark chocolate only. If I even like smell white chocolate, I want to vomit. (laughs) Wow. Wow. That's good. That's a good good thing to know. Yeah. So you could do it with salt. You could do it with sugar. So it just, you know, you can cut something out for three weeks and then your taste changes to it. Um, so that's how I got on the black coffee. It wasn't because I wanted to, or I thought I was cool. It was like, I have to, and now it's the only <laughs> yeah. way I can drink it. And now I actually appreciate coffee because the taste, the taste, right? Right. Yeah. Like the purpose behind it. We just got fancy over the years. I'm sure in the beginning it was meant to be drink black. Oh God. We yeah, maybe that's like coffee with like caramel frappuccinos. Oh right. my God. Yeah. Maybe that's like our next salon challenge. Like we should all like get on a black, black coffee. coffee. Maybe <laughs> after ice. fall. Do it ice. <laughs> right. Do it ice. <laughs> we'll we'll start that in, start. in January. We'll start it after pumpkin season. <laughs> I was going to say, even now to feel festive, I'll do like a pump of pumpkin and I I taste it and I'm like, this is so, it tastes like cancer. Like, (laughs) I I can see that. There's certain things that like, once I cut it out for a while, like you start to taste it again and you're like, why does this taste like straight chemical? Like you remembered it tasting like this glorious thing. And then you have it again and you're like, this tastes like Windex it's not or good. something. <laughs> like, yeah. Maybe that's what I need to do. Three weeks without Celsius and then it's going to taste like Windex to me. Celsius <laughs> tastes good no matter what. I don't know what, they put literal crack in there. Okay, I, I can't figure it out. I know. I know. It's so bad. It's so oh, bad man. that it's so good. Oh my um, goodness. I guess I, this would lead me into my next questions too, which I shouldn't be saying my next question because I'm reading off of Melissa's bullet points first. <laughs> so I shouldn't be taking credit for this. 
<laughs> um, but I, I think this is a really cool question to ask about the daily steps thing. Me and Melissa are in like totally different positions when it comes to this because oh yeah, I double and triple book. So I'm running around like a ping pong ball from nine to nine on my Wednesdays and Thursdays in comparison to Melissa, who is sitting for the most right. part no offense Melissa but it's just the difference um, again nobody wants to come to a nail tech who has a walking pad under their desk <laughs> right it wouldn't go well right <laughs> um so how do you find balance with that because like for me I do kind of struggle sometimes because I do weight training and I do need to get my daily steps in but then sometimes I feel like I do get lazy and I cut them out because I'm moving so much during my day so do you both wear step trackers now? Melissa does. I don't. Well, I have my Apple watch, um, yeah. which on my late days is constantly telling me to stand up. And then I just got like the aura ring literally yesterday. <laughs> okay. And so then you don't track, you don't have anything to track your steps. So you don't actually know what you're getting in on the crazy days and non crazy days. No. A step tracker is not super important, but here's the thing with steps mm -hmm. and why it relates to working out. And we're going to, I'm going to try and like do this succinctly and like not take up so much time, but your workout, if you do go work out is what a half hour, hour per day, right? Let's mm -hmm. say you're doing like four or five days a week. That's only an hour out of the 24 hours. If we're sedentary the rest of the day, like even from an activity perspective, if you told me you worked out every day, but it was an hour and then you didn't do anything the rest of the day, you are not a moderately active person or even a very active person. You would be lightly active because you're not really moving except an hour of the day. So the reason that steps are so important, and I'm going to go ahead and say, you don't need 10K steps a day. That was just like an arbitrary number. The real, I think a new study was just published actually where it's more like eight and a half thousand, but like close enough, you know? Right. So as long as we're getting over eight and a half thousand, the reason why steps are so important it's because when we look at your total daily energy expenditure, which is like a chart of how much your body burns every single day with everything it does, including exercise, the majority of that is your BMR. So your basal metabolic rate, how much your body would literally burn and need to survive if you were in a coma, like not moving, this is what you need. Mm -hmm. The next 15%, the next biggest block is called NEAT, which is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That is steps. That is fidgeting. That is moving around. So the next biggest thing that burns the most calories for people is actually just daily movement. It's steps. And as we become more technologically savvy and advanced as people, right, and, and we're growing in the convenience perspective, we've become lazier in movement. Like you can sit on your couch and get everything delivered to you in an instant. You don't even have to get up and like change the channel on a TV anymore. You don't have to do anything. So you're not moving anymore, which is why like it kind of shifts us into the more of like the obesity pandemic that we have going on aside from the crappy food. But people think exercise gets us the most calories burned and the most results when exercise is only 5% of your total daily energy expenditure. So most sometimes with clients, I would tell them instead get your steps in and we'll focus on exercise once we can get your steps in because that's going to make the most calorie difference with your goals. So it sounds crazy because I want people to also exercise to build muscle to help your metabolism later, but movement is going to be so key and is super underrated. 
So what would you suggest for like, cause I mean, I've kind of adapted, like it's all like, it's been a struggle since January. Like, let's be honest. Um, like what I do now, like Wednesdays and Thursdays are like Demi said, like those are both of our late days, like where we usually work like mm -hmm. nine to eight, stuff like that. Like there's, I do my best, but those days I'm usually lucky if I can get like 3000 steps in. Um, so what I do is like Fridays and Saturdays when I come home, like I prioritize like doing like a cardio ride, like a Peloton ride to just try to like get like that additional movement in. And then definitely like for me Sundays, Mondays and Tuesdays, I, as soon as I get up, I throw on like my workout clothes and I go over to the park and I walk like two and a half three miles because like first of all 6 45 in the morning it's not as hot as like right. 9 a.m here in South Florida but like I definitely find like those days are easier for me but like the salon days like you know Fridays when I gotta get out of work at six South Florida, it's probably thunderstorming or like 95 degrees with 102% humidity. <laughs> it's so hard right now in summer. I know. It really is. Yeah. So like that's what I've been trying to do like on those days. Like would you prioritize like days that you couldn't necessarily get your steps in, like maybe do cardio instead or like what would you recommend? So, I mean, cardio does count towards your steps. So right. if you're like walking on the treadmill, that counts towards your steps, right? Mm -hmm. So even me, people think that I am probably super active. I sit at a desk all damn day now. Like as a pharmacist, I was standing all the time and running around and now I'm desperate in, right? So I don't even get as much activity as I used to, but I think it's, so to give people listening to like where you prioritize and what you can start with, like, see how much you're getting now. If you're getting like nothing, you know, aim for two to three K a day, mm -hmm. then the next week or two aim for four or five K a day and like slowly build up. If we can't go on walks because it's super hot or storming, or um, it's in the winter when it starts to be winter and then it's snowed in and places like that, this is where I would look into like it de depended on how serious we are about goals and stuff, uh, walking pads and treadmills and stuff like that. Walking pads are, they're like 200 bucks, I think on Amazon, cheaper than a treadmill and they help. But also the little habits of like parking in the back of your parking lot when you go into work, right? Like those are added steps some places, even in between like clients, if you took a lap around the salon <laughs> or just like yeah. went to the car and came back, you know, depending on if it's raining or not. Those little things matter. Uh, taking the stairs is different. Um, even at the airport, like I just traveled last weekend and I rarely ever use the people mover. Like even though people walk on the people mover, I walk, like I, I drag my bag instead just to try and get some like additional steps. Um, going for a walk in the morning before work, if it's nine to eight, you know, if you could do it before work, squeeze in a half hour at least or 20 minutes, like Every little thing is going to make a difference. Uh, you just have to be cognizant of it. So I don't know what your lunch break looks like, but even if 10 minutes of that, we spent like doing some kind of walking somewhere or, or something like that, that helps too. So yeah, little, little yeah, I think that's like one of the hardest things to find balance with. And then sometimes for me, I know I slip into the bad habit of like, on like the heavier days of like my leg days, if I have two a week, like then 
those days I'll be like, I'm not walking because my legs are shut. <laughs> and then you kind of end up cutting out those those times of needing that movement because you're like, no, I did legs and it felt horrible and I was sweating the whole time. So I definitely got enough in. But you really aren't like, at least I know for like with the, the workout program I followed, the weight training, you're not moving drastically. It's more no. about lifting in those moments. There's not drastic movements going on. Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, even for me, I'll finish a workout and then I'll hop on the treadmill after and walk for like 20 minutes just so that I can get steps. So if I come home, because like Melissa said, there were this thunderstorms, like if I wait until after my work day to go out on another walk, like it's probably going to be a severe thunderstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's what's been happening to us. We were talking about getting a treadmill, but honestly too, other than like the walking pads on Amazon, I know that I've seen a bunch on marketplace, like recently, I think yeah. that all of the people who have kind of like built out their like COVID gyms, like they've ended up kind of selling some of it out. So we were looking at it recently thinking about adding like a treadmill to our garage because it's like, if you don't get up in the morning, then the excuse is later in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. oh, it's raining. I can't walk. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to get out of my terrible step habit too, because I was on a bulk and didn't want to get steps in because I didn't want to eat more food. So, <laughs> so I've become accustomed to not really getting a lot of steps in and now I need to. And I'm like, okay, to go for <laughs> Finn loves it. My dog likes it, but he's like a terrible walker. So <laughs> it's not as much fun with him yeah mine are too Melissa knows my two dogs they yeah they do better in a backyard like yeah. fetch than they do walking so like well I'm, I'm like saying like listen I'm just saying if anyone wants to come with me at 6 45 in the morning there's like little burrowing owls in I our park that I say hello to yeah. every morning and they watch me and they're like you go girl <laughs> You I could do a 645 walk. Now I have no excuse because you walk right past my house, Melissa. I do. <laughs> my I don't live anywhere it's near you. Guys, so I don't <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so I guess we can head into our next question now, which um, how can you describe like helping with lower back pain and job performance and everything? Like what are the benefits of being active, whether it be weight training or like the movement we were just talking about? So is the lower back pain like a question specifically from someone? Well, I was just coming up um, with like things that like us in the beauty industry like really kind of focus on like I'm like bent over and hunched over Demi's standing all day you know like same thing like if you're a lash artist or a massage <laughs> therapist like because I've noticed and I know that you saw my recent reel like working out like helps me so much like in addition mm -hmm. to like the monthly massages that I go to get like I come home and I'm like, woohoo, it's dinner time. Or like after work on a Friday, I'm like, let's time go work out. Like, what ride am I gonna do? Like, I feel so energized and I feel like we hear it all the time, but it doesn't like really click. Cause mm -hmm. I, mean, I'm, I mean, I'm 43, getting ready to be 44 this year. And it finally clicked this year. <laughs> so I will say for, especially, professions where we're sitting a lot, like the low back pain is usually because of non-movement, right? And, and our posture, the way that we're sitting. So sitting so much 
tends to cause our hip flexors to get really tight. It tends to just like shorten up the muscles instead of elongating them when we're walking so much. And then we get stiff and then it pulls and we have like muscle imbalances. If we're not really utilizing our core and our glutes either, we're going to do more of like an anterior pelvic tilt posture, which I kind of went over on Instagram before, but that's where like when you stand, I, we don't have a video, so I'm not going to like get up and show you. But where you kind of stand and you notice your butt kind of sticks out a little bit more, like you have a little yeah. diagonal line where your butt sticks out more and it should be a neutral spine. So that tends to arch the back in a way that we don't need, which causes pain. So when we work out and when we're building muscle and when we're resistance training, especially we're working on those muscle imbalances to help strengthen things like that, like strengthening our core, strengthening our glutes so that it can hold up our bone, our bones and our joints better. Right. Also helps us reduce, you know, osteoporosis and things like that, because we're giving our body more support in ways that it didn't have before by providing more muscle tissue. So the fastest way to like, you know, the stupid saying you, if you don't use it, you lose it. Like that literally happens with your muscles and with your body. So the fastest way to feel like crap and feel immobile is to be immobile. So no matter your injuries or anything like that, like getting up, moving, stretching. So for me sitting at the desk, right? Like I will take breaks where I stand sometimes, or I will do stretching movements in between the day because I will notice I'll get tight from sitting so much. Plus I sit like a child. I'm currently like crisscross right now in my office chair. <laughs> Same. I have my feet on the back of my wall, like straight out. <laughs> I sit in the weirdest position. So it tends to like really mess you up. So I would suggest to anyone, like take a break at least every hour and kind of do some type of toe touch or a pigeon pose. Like we can Google these things, um, like stretch with your hands over your head and kind of like arch your back a little bit back. Sometimes um, there's different stuff online you could do. But to prevent that stuff from happening, it's again, setting yourself up by working out, getting in the movement, not really allowing yourself to be so stiff for too long. Yeah, I know for me, like I I struggle (laughs) with like lower back pain, like brutally. Um, But it has improved a lot when I'm like regularly like on my workout regimen, much better. But I actually experienced like there was a big trend. I sp- I feel like especially in the last few years that like there was the encouragement for hairstylists to sit down more. Like saddle chairs became a big thing that people were talking about on social media. Um, a few of the girls brought them along here while they were working with us. I personally sat down on one and, and I had more pain sitting, like more pressure yeah. in my hips more pressure like in my lower back and I felt like it amplified like any discomfort I had over when I stand and work. So here's the thing with hairstylists too. And you guys, like any hairstylist I see always has like the cutest outfit on and the cutest, like all, like you guys are very well put together. Like even you on this podcast episode, no one's great, but your little hat, like I know Demi looks fabulous. And I'm like, okay, I I'm ready to work out after this. So I just threw on a tank top over my sports bra. Well, in my defense, I am in the salon today and we're working on other stuff too. So I had to kind of pull myself together a little more. But here's something that also makes a huge difference where you can't or can do as a hairstylist, like footwear makes such a difference. And if you're wearing Mm -hmm. super cute outfits all the time, like I used to have a girlfriend who was wearing like high heeled boots all the time or like 
cute stuff standing all day. That stuff is going to piss off your back so much and your legs. So mm-hmm. like, even when I was a pharmacist, I wore the ugliest shoes, <laughs> but they were sneakers that were, I think they were like, a they were a hoka, but some type, they weren't orthopedic, but like, they definitely had the cushiony sole so that I was standing all day and it would be helpful for my back and my legs. I wore compression socks. Like it wasn't cute, but I hid it under pants, right? You're, you, you're like, that's almost, it's not part of your job description to like be adorable, but, (laughs) but it kind of is most of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I am a huge proponent of Birkenstocks. Like I think everybody in the salon knows if there's an opportunity to wear them, I do. (laughs) Um, I am also like both of the girls stations have the compression mats. I'm the worst example though, because I have them both having compression mats under their chairs, but I don't don't have have one. No, but I like, I know. And I do prioritize wearing sneakers. I don't wear like the flat, cute sandals anymore, anything like that. Like I do always like try to push for arch support. Um, That's been a huge help for me along with once I started working out, I did see a huge improvement from that too. Um, But I definitely think I could be better with the footwear because there are certain days that I might pull for the flat shoe a little bit quicker if it looks better with my outfit than like (laughs) a sneaker or a Birkenstock. I mean, aside from footwear, I think the last thing too, for you especially, or for people who like stand and have this type of profession listening, like something that I didn't even notice I did as a pharmacist is how you stand naturally with what you're doing. So do you like balance on a hip? Do you shift your weight to a hip? Right. Cause yeah. that, that is going to like that hip flexor, that piriformis muscle, that one's probably going to get pissed off way quicker than the other one. Right. Or mm-hmm. stand kind of like, again, with the anterior pelvic tilt, or um, it's really just about weight shifting. Like I know at the counter, I used to shift my weight and then balance on the counter and my legs would be pissed off by the end. Like one hip would be furious. And so that would lead to my lower back. And so just kind of being cognizant on how you're standing too. Like, are you neutral or grounded or are we like shifted? That's, yeah, I definitely have to think about that a little bit harder at times another question I guess I would that would lead me into is like what how are what are your feelings about stretching with like weight training and working out because I know for me like my back my lower back is bad like I'll my toes certain nights will be cramping and spreading it's a good time and sometimes that will happen to me while I'm doing like my weight training and legs like towards the end and I know I see a huge improvement when I stretch pre and post working out mm-hmm. um I don't don't know if that's like a thing that is genuinely true but I was gonna say cramping and and like what you were saying with your toes can also be um like an electrolyte hydration issue too so I might not be stretching so much but stretching is great there's two types of stretching so I want to make sure people are doing the right types at the beginning and at the end of their workout so there's dynamic stretching and then there's static stretching so Dynamic stretching should be the only type of stretching that you're doing before a workout. You should not be doing static stretching before a workout. So the differences between the two are static is your, what everyone knows to be stretching. It's where you like get down on the ground and you touch your toes and you hold it for 10 to 15 seconds. And then you do another pose where you hold it for like 10 to 15 seconds, right? Like that's what we kind of always did warming up for school sports, which is dumb. Yeah. (laughs) Or like gym 
gym in high yeah. school. Like <laughs> that yeah. is static stretching. You shouldn't do static stretching. What you should do is dynamic stretching, which is more movement associated with stretching. So like mobility drills, hip opening things. Like it's it's you're moving while you're stretching out that area because you're getting it ready for movement. So sometimes when we do static stretching before we make the muscles tighter and not so loose, and then we're more prone to injury. So dynamic stretching, especially if you're over the age of 30, I really recommend it before you work out. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Got to do it now or else it's not, not a yep. good time. So some form of dynamic stretching before your workout, uh, like five to 10 minutes. And then after is when you could do the static stretching. And yes, there's like a ton of benefits for both. Yeah, I will okay. say like the new strength program, like I just started with Peloton, like I'm not always a fan of their programming, but this one I actually love because after like your strength, like in the strength workouts, it has like the, like you were saying the dynamic stretching beforehand, mm -hmm. but then it forces you to do like a five or a 10 minute stretch afterwards. And I have to say like, this is like my second week in this program and I have been absolutely loving it. Like I feel so much better, like after the workout too. I love it. Yeah. I, I noticed with stretching, like I don't feel pain. I feel more like soreness, like of the two, like, you know, that next yeah. day after like post-workout, if I like don't stretch after, I feel like an old lady the next day I'm like, Oh, but then if I'm like, if I do stretch and prioritize, like taking that extra 10 minutes to do that, then I feel sore. Like I like, wait, not pain sore, like just workout sore. If that makes yeah, sense. Like right. I can work through the day from it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, think about how great like yoga is for loosening everything up. Right. Like that's just a, I mean, I don't want to make anyone mad by saying it's a big class of stretching, but it super helps <laughs> yeah. like static stretching, depending on what type of class you're taking. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's great. For sure. Is there a recommendation and like with knowing like the types of lifestyles that like Melissa and I like both lead, especially with work of being on my feet and doing hair, like Melissa sitting at a desk and being behind the desk, like, is there a certain type of working out style that you would almost recommend more for our type of industry? Or is it kind of like a case by case type of situation? No, I mean, working out as far as like, what type of like weight training versus yes. versus like that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I recommend resistance training for everyone. I think everyone benefits from resistance training, not even like this has nothing to even do with aesthetics. It has to do with overall well-being, like we were talking about earlier, supporting joints, supporting bones, like metabolic rate, metabolic health, um, foregoing sarcopenia, which is like the loss of muscle as we age. Mm -hmm. So having muscle tissue is probably one of the healthiest things you can have on your body. And so resistance training for everyone, no matter what way you get it would be recommendation, but there are obviously, like you're saying some careers and some people who may benefit from adding like a day of yoga into your schedule or, or a day of, um, like, you know, if you like running or, or some type of active recovery, like different people could benefit from that. But I think it is a case by case basis. Some people could also benefit from taking away activity. <laughs> yeah. Some people are too active. And then I have to like literally yell at clients, like don't do anything. 
today <laughs> like take a true day right. off to just rest like maybe just your steps I don't want to see anything else on here <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is refreshing to hear because I feel like sometimes like we all stress ourselves out thinking we're never doing enough and sometimes you end up overdoing it by just packing your schedule with too much of everything and I think mm-hmm. that goes back to like what you were talking about with stress levels before and yeah. how females carry our stress nine times out of 10, you're going to see less results rather yeah. than more. Yep. Well, and then also yeah. too, like how can you like just kind of touch on like how stress affects like our overall health? Because, you know, in our industry, we are coming up on like the biggest, busiest time, you know, we have back to school and then we have Halloween and then we're gearing up for Thanksgiving and you know, I know that's a busy time for everyone, but everyone wants their hair, their nails, their, you know, they want to look great. So I always find like this, that this latter half of the year is always like, we're just thriving and surviving, essentially. Yeah, that's so, our slogan in this vlog. <laughs> it is. But like, to put more emphasis on the thriving instead of just like, I got to make it through. We got just got to get to January. Like how does stress factor in overall? So this is where, like, this is the stuff that I love. Cause now I like already have a roadmap going in my head, right? Like you were client. (laughs) And I knew that. (laughs) And Katie's probably going to listen to this too. And Katie knows this already because she's an accountant, right? So from January Mm -hmm. to April, May, schedule Mm -hmm. sucks. You guys have like split. So, and you have to think about it. This is so let's say you weren't on this health journey, right? You were just living life like you would be in survival mode from September to January. So that's Mm -hmm. like four or five months of the year every year where you're just like, F it, I gotta just get through this. So I'm gonna eat whatever and I'm gonna do whatever. Maybe I'm not gonna be my healthiest, but it's busy. This is what we're doing. So obviously now you know the tools and the framework to set yourself up for success so you're not mentally feeling like trash too during this busy time because eating well we're we're fueling ourselves well but it all does come down to an amazing balance and everyone's going to be different as far as what they can handle with stress so when we talk about stress we talk about perceived stress and then we talk about other things that are you wouldn't really consider yourself to be stressed from. So for example, your perceived stress is going to be the crazy deadlines at work, how, how packed your schedule is family drama, financial drama, you know, that kind of stress. When we think of stress, we think of that mm-hmm. kids back to school craziness. When we don't think of stress is how overtraining affects us, how not getting a lot of sleep out, how under eating stresses our body out. So in this phase of your life right now, if you were my client and I'm sure you're, I don't know what phase you're in right now, But this would be, since we already know that your stress is going to be extremely high, this would not be an ideal time for you to diet. Like taking your calories down even lower would not be an ideal situation for you and your hormones. Could you do it? Probably, but we might not see as great of success as if we were to do it when you're feeling good, you know, when all systems are go. Um, because that diet is going to force you into deeper stress and then everything else surrounding you is going to be crazy. So you're going to need as much energy as possible to kind of go through this time. So if you're someone who freaks out over the smallest inconvenience, I would definitely say no (laughs) diets during this time, like focus on 
walking and maybe strength training two or three days a week, right? Like let's cut back, not even cut back the workout schedule, but just make sure it's manageable and make sure you're getting in at least eight hours of sleep. If you're someone who has a good stress resilience and you're like not easily bothered by little things, you know, um, you might be able to take on a bit more. So it just is person dependent, but it is going to be a, an area of life where we're going to need to focus on major preparation for you so that we're not having any ill side effects, right? Mm -hmm. Calories at maintenance. I wouldn't even suggest a deficit at this point. And then honestly, just like enjoying the busy time. Like, I think it's great that you're going to be busy because kind of what's going on with the econ like economy and everything yeah, right now, right? You're staying busy. That's a great thing, you know? Yes. So, sure. um, I don't know. I am trying like not to get sciencey at all. Cause I <laughs> like, you know me, I'm like, Oh, metabolism and hormones, but it is just a really big balance and the way you eat, what you eat, what you drink. So alcohol is a big one too. All of that kind of further affects what we're doing. And of course, when women, when we get really stressed out, you know, we tend to retain more water and we tend to feel like crap and nobody wants to be bloated and retain water. <laughs> exactly. I know it's really rude. Like I will like bloat from like looking at something wrong while like my husband can like eat like anything and everything in his sight. And he's like, no worries. Like <laughs> We're not going to talk about men. It's just an unfair advantage. <laughs> It, it is truly unfair like he told me yesterday he's like I'm not gonna work out I'm like you don't even need to anyway you're fine get out of here <laughs> like, how are those stable hormone levels jeez right <laughs> I know it's true <laughs> um no but I mean this is all really good because I do think too like what you just said is is actually polar opposite I think like most of us tend to lean into around the holidays, like especially because there's so many social events going on and all of that stuff, we tend to probably put more stress on our plates thinking we have to start to diet, we have to start to focus on doing all of those things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that can just amplify and make a situation worse and not better. Like, mm -hmm. with with that being said, I know for me heading into this year, like I'm excited with the habits and the things I've implemented. And partially it's you, Melissa, too, that's pushed me to not fall off each week because we text each other what we've meal prepped and we send each other awesome. different recipes. Um, but I know that that once you get into the habit, that minimizes your stress if you do carry a busy schedule, oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you have to. You have to yeah. prep. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It's like saved me so much time. I don't even think about it. I, I know. Will... What? I'm sorry. I didn't want to cut oh, you Oh, no. Off. I was going to say, like, I had to, like, tell Lana this week. I'm like, Lana, get get ready. Like, the meatballs and mashed potatoes, like, they're back in the meal plan. Because she'll be like, how many times a week are you going to eat these meatballs? I'm like, I didn't have time to meal prep. So I just got the turkey ones from Trader Joe's. And they're already cooked. And, like, some mashed, like, sweet potatoes and some green beans. And that is my meal for like six days. <laughs> Your meatballs are the equivalent to my like gluten-free chicken nuggets. I throw in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I allow myself to have these this week. <laughs> I'm like, it's I easy. So I have like my, like, I have my like staple things that like I, yes. I pick up and like a lot of times, like we do it from like Costco now. Cause like I'll meal prep for both of us. And like, I, always have to like grab the Kevin stuff like I know that one's yeah. like a little oh, bit yeah. cleaner um 
So that makes my life so much easier. I just sent you today like that Asian bowl. My thing is I hyper-focus. So now this is going to be my mm-hmm. meal prep for probably the next two and a half weeks till I can't stand it anymore. But like <laughs> I'll do like ground turkey. I always have that in the freezer because you can do like how much stuff with like a ground oh, like ground turkey, yeah. right? So I carry my staples and like I I have that stuff, but especially on my late nights, like the pre-made stuff is what saves me for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Then I have no excuse. I think that's a good tip too. And it's funny you just said that because right before this, um, I'm doing check-ins with my clients and right before this podcast, I had asked it, I had asked one of my clients because she's like, I ate all the foods that I like. Now I'm tired of them. Now I need new foods. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay. So what we tend to do is we have staples, like you just said, right? We have staple meals and staple items that we eat all the time. And when we go to the grocery store, it's important to re-up on those staples all the time so that when we're in a pinch or when we need something, we can go towards those staple meals or those staple things. Like for me, my staples are eggs, turkey bacon, RX bars, oatmeal, berries, and like frozen berries, like just random shit that I know that if I have, it'll like be okay in snacks, right? Owen shakes. I get them delivered to my house. It's like a problem, but (laughs) but I have these staples. And so when you kind of exhaust your list and you get tired, then we find new staples and we kind of interchange those out, but we focus on those core things and those staple meals. And then you can like swap in different things every once in a while. But when you have your staples, again, it lowers the barrier of entry to being successful. Like you can gravitate towards those easy things that are your go-tos and they're things you picked. So you like them. So they're not nasty foods that you're forcing yourself to eat. Exactly. Yeah. That is like the huge help for me. And like, sometimes I look at it during the day, like I kind of think of work as like, that's not like your meal for me. Like I'm working so at at a quicker pace. Like that's not my meal that I need to like enjoy if that makes sense like I look at it more for fuel less for like enjoyment like that was a big mind shift for me because like before losing the weight like my whole theory was like I was such a foodie and I still am but like for me it was like everything had to be essentially unhealthy like it had to like be almost like a comfort food and so I started to like shift the way I thought about like breakfast and lunch like that was my first step like working during the day I don't need to have like a piece of pizza when I only have 30 minutes to eat it anyway. Like I started to think of it like, wouldn't I rather have that piece of pizza on Saturday night when I'm not working? And maybe that would be my cheat meal for the week. And so then I started like not caring so much if I had the same lunch for three, four days, if I was working, because at that point, it's not such a big deal, you know? Um, well, that was a big it. help for me, mind shift wise. Think about what you're saying too, and probably how much mental energy and time that even saved you because how much pressure is it and how exhausting is it to have to be like every meal I eat needs to be amazing and so flavorful and like gourmet or some recipe. Mm-hmm. I have to do something crazy for every meal. Um, that's so much time and that's so much effort and that's so much energy that we're expending on food when, listen, just because it's like a simple meal doesn't mean it's going to taste like crap. But when you, when you can do what you're doing now and you just like have your staples, you know, for breakfast, lunch, sometimes dinner, maybe we swap out dinners, 
And then you have the fun, the more fun foods, like every once in a while or once or twice a week when you can actually enjoy them. It gives you so much time back, so much power back, and it just becomes more efficient, to Mm -hmm. be honest. Right. It's true. Yeah. That's what I found. Like once I started to shift like my, the way I thought of food like that, it helped me a lot. And honestly, too, you feel better. Like, I don't think you don't realize how much like having like an unhealthy meal in the middle of your day slows you down. Like you, like, it's like, it really, that food coma thing is so applicable, like, right? Mm -hmm. Like before, and I, I feel like, especially working in a bigger salon, it was a lot easier to be unhealthy because it was like that, like, um, break well, room culture. Yeah. Right. So like somebody's ordering takeout. Well, now everybody's jumping on that takeout. And the next thing you know, you're, you're eating a cheese calzone and it's like two <laughs> in the afternoon and you have four more clients to see after. And I just feel like even for me, like those, like my, my food still fills me up. Like I still feel full, but I don't feel full. Like I can't get up off the couch and finish the yeah. rest of my work day. Like I feel you don't like, have the highest fueled. Yeah, <laughs> right. Right. It's true. Yeah. Well, and for me, it also makes me appreciate those more effort meals as well, whether it's like being something that we cook at home or if we go out for, you know, date night or out with friends or whatever. Like it makes me appreciate those more too, because it's like, well, I've been eating you know, all of my staples all week long. And now I get to like really go out and, you know, it's like, it's almost more exciting because it becomes very mundane when you're always eating out and it's like, okay, well, I don't know. What do you want? Like, you know, it's almost becomes, that becomes your routine and it doesn't like trigger like, what is it? Like the dopamine release or the serotonin. And you're like, Ooh, we're going to yeah. Calouse, you know, what do you want? My favorite. <laughs> right. Uh yeah, I know. shrimp cargo. <laughs> Listen, I have I have a staple at Calouse and I don't care how many times I go there, I order it every single time and I'm going to until the end of time. Like Calouse so is my favorite. I love that place. Right. <laughs> but I, I mean, it is but so imagine good. if like you ordered Calouse 3 times a week and it just because it's like I mean, okay, maybe bad example for you Ashley. <laughs> No, I'm even thinking I order, I order this salad, but the salad in itself is like a fat bomb. Like there's so much dietary fat in it that it would totally knock me out of water every time I ate it, you know? Exactly. So just having like that mindset and it becomes something more enjoyable and sustainable as well. And going back to like the, oh, sorry. No, it's okay. (laughs) You, you go first. <laughs> I was just gonna say when you do go out to to eat too, when you're doing the type of practices that you guys are doing now through the week, where you're choosing healthier foods and you're eating it as fuel, you tend to not gravitate towards ordering the crazy stuff anymore, or the Mm-mm. super unhealthy stuff, because then you wake up the next day and you feel like utter shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, going back to my chicken wings that I ordered over the weekend, I had like heartburn for a day and a half. Like they were yep. good in the moment, but I woke up the next morning and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. Like how quick your mind does shift with that stuff. And like going back to like even the economy conversation that we've had, like that you threw out this this episode alone like just the money that is saved like not wasting it on something so 
silly like that where you're eating it quickly you're not like really enjoying it like we were saying you're just eating it for fuel and even still like your meal preps don't have to be boring um but it saves so much money like for us we go to Costco or we go to Publix we set like a certain amount we know we sit within it and we're feeding ourselves lunch and dinner for the whole week like that's I mean with the cheat Mm -hmm. meal sprinkled in that we're picking up as takeout or something but um, it changes like how much you're spending drastically. Totally. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like now I'm going to have to go home and make sure I'm starting. I'm going to get a step counter and now <laughs> I'm going to see how much I'm moving. <laughs> Les is going to influence you to get an aura ring when she falls in love with it. Just wait. Just oh, yeah. Wait. I know. Oh, she... listen, I woke up this morning and I was like, how did I sleep? I need my aura ring to tell me. Right. A few of my clients have them and love them. And then I heard Melissa talking about getting one last week and like sizing it to you were tracking the shipment coming down and everything. And it is such a cool idea. It It's and I, I kind of like it better than like the Apple watch like feel yeah. sitting on your wrist. So it is convenient for sure. I'll bring you my sizing kit tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Twist my arm. Sounds good. <laughs> I was going to say, Melissa, make sure you charge it. Cause last night I got the notification and I was like, oh, there's enough. It won't die overnight. It didn't die overnight, but it had low battery to the point where it didn't track my sleep. Oh my gosh. No, I so now the whole day is ruined. No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> that's it. I'm done. <laughs> right. You're like, wait. Well, one of my clients has one and she's like, when she's like, when I wake up in the morning and like, you know, go to the bathroom, take a shower. She's like, I put it on the charger then. So like, that's what I did this morning and it worked. And then, um, well, I went and had a massage. And then of course, you know, you have like the massage oil all over you when you get home. So I charged it again then. So I'm going to see how that works. I mean, it lasts like five days on one charge. So you don't have to charge it very often. Um, but yeah, I'll do it when I'm like in check-ins or I'm doing something where I'm not getting steps because I'm like, I'm right. counting those mother. <laughs> right. <laughs> or they're getting counted. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, great tools. I'm like trapped to wearables. I have a whoop too. So yeah, I just do it. No, all. but I think that that is definitely awesome. I, I might be influenced to, to do the same thing. Now I have a little FOMO. I think I want an aura, right? That's like constantly in the team BDN chats. Like everyone has FOMO. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, I mean, Melissa knows my sleep thing is like, especially in my, my peaks of stress, I have like my three to 4 p- four a.m. witching hour every night that I'm like up and trying to think about the things that I can solve in the world while not being able to do anything because it's three in the morning. <laughs> oh no. So, yeah. So I feel like it would be good to track my sleep a little bit more. And maybe the first step in changing that would be not having a Celsius at three o'clock. So that's another thing I'm <laughs> taking away from today. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> Small changes. <laughs> well, Ashley, why don't you plug BDN right now and tell people where they can find you? Because I know you just announced something exciting yesterday, too, that we'll post in the show notes. Yeah. So, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at dr.dwyer. So at dr.dwyer on Instagram is where we post mostly everything. We have a team account, but again, that's like a smorgasbord of all of our coaches posting stuff. So that's at teambdn, teambdn teambdncoaching.com. And then yesterday, yes, we dropped 
About twice a year, I run a free webinar. So literally free, you guys just sign up and show up. And it's usually on some type of like fat loss uh, thing or metabolism, something sciencey. So this time it's going to be on August 30th at 7 p.m. EST. And we're doing it. We're doing it a little Barbie themed because Ooh, I want it to be cool. purely for women. We only really work with women. Sorry. Sorry, guys. But it is called like from dream house to fit house. Like, and it's a non-stereotypical Barbie inspired plan for your fat loss journey, because all the stereotypical weight loss stuff is actually trash, like cutting carbs, you know, all the cardio hours of cardio, a bunch of stuff that we don't need to do like fad diets. So we're actually going to go over the non-stereotypical stuff that works, why it works. We're going to talk about all this stress stuff, but more in detail. Um, we're going to get into a little bit more metabolism things and how the body works. Because another thing too, that I didn't really add is, you know, I think diets are over glamorized, but I really don't think people do them correctly either. Like we have people eating very low calorie, but then they're binging or they think they're eating very low calorie. And then the weekends are crazy or late night stacks are crazy or condiments or coffee is crazy. Right. So we're actually in a surplus and we don't realize it because I notice so much when we put clients into deficits, they're like, Oh, this is terrible. Like they will beg me for months to get a deficit. And then I'll finally put them in a cut and they'll be like, I don't like this. And I'm like, no shit. It's not supposed to be fun. Like, uh, yeah, that's currently where I am right now. <laughs> I'm like, this is where the deficit, like this is where you have to sacrifice and say no and whatever. And I don't think when people do it without a coach, they do it as strict or as, as well. Right. So we're going to talk about all that, but it is a free webinar. So I gave Melissa the link. Um, you guys can sign up, I guess, in the show notes, right? Yes. And then, um, yeah, if you are interested in coaching plans, I think I gave her the website link. You can check out the website. You can mm -hmm. apply on the website and go from there. Cool. It's amazing. It's the best. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say one of the things with coaching too is yes, it's an investment. It can be but if you are spending like even a year or six months of your time learning how to eat for the rest of your life, like depending on how old you are, that's minimum 50 years of not having to worry about like dieting ever again. Like, isn't that amazing? Um, and then like Melissa said, you're going to save money on what you eat and what you don't eat anymore. So, well, and it's funny yeah. because I think in one of your recent Instagram stories, you were even talking about how like, you know, you guys like, yes, I signed up a second time and I'm now a client through February, but I did that because I wanted to go through like the cutting process and I mm -hmm. needed that one-on-one -on -one help. And, but like you and the other coaches, like you don't want us here forever. Like, I don't want to track macros forever, <laughs> but you know what? Like I could see like coming back, like, you know, maybe you know, after I'm, you know, when February comes up, maybe I have new goals. Like my goals are like constantly shifting. I think even when I yeah. did the intake call with you guys, I was like, I want to lose my little muffin top. And then I learned everything that I didn't know. And I was like, no, I need to be healthier, which will eventually get me there. But it's like, it's crazy. Like the investment in yourself is like a hundred percent worth it. 
I love hearing this from you because, you know, I, like you said, I can say it all day long on social media, but until you're in it and it like clicks for you, you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, so this is what you mean by like your goals are going to change. And it's like, yeah, you're either going to hate your goal and be like, no, I have a new one. I don't even care about this one anymore. Or like they're totally going to shift for longevity because of what you're going to learn and how you're going to feel and what you're going to see. And I think too many people you know, spend their days feeling like absolute crap and don't realize it because they just think it's normal. They think they're supposed to feel that way. And you're not like, there's such a difference. Yeah. So in an ideal world, obviously I, I, uh, this is not ideal. This is, this is for real. Like I want people to fire us. I want you guys to be successful on your own. Like Mm -hmm. I always think it's bad business strategy, but it's a great coaching strategy. Like I Mm -hmm. want you guys to be self-sufficient but in an ideal world of how long I could have each client, I would love to have a client for a year so that we could do reversing, maintenance, cutting, and then showing you how to do it yourself, right? And kind of getting you off of macros so that you can go through the holidays with someone. You can go through summers when you're vacationing and crazy times. And you know the best time to get a coach is during chaos because that's when you can shift your habits the best, right? So I would love to have someone for a year and you're going to be here for a year. I am. I can't wait to see how we do through the holidays and the new year. Yeah. I'm excited. Woohoo! I mean, I know, I knew like the end of like my first plan was ending in August and you know, when it was kind of, cause I had to take so long to reverse back up to maintenance, you know, going from like eating 1200 calories a day to getting up to like where I should be, which I think is like 2,100 calories. Like it was like, whoa. So, and then now yeah, guys, <laughs> Melissa's eating 2,100 calories this is what you're supposed to eat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and then it was so crazy when I was up at my mom's house, like, because my mom is like very old school and she has that mentality of you shouldn't be eating a lot. Like you're going to gain weight. And, but I think that's like, dare I say it, the boomer generation. Yeah, it is. I know. <laughs> but yeah. then when no, I was, when I was with at her house, like I would be eating a snack and she'd be like, you're eating again. I'm like, yeah, because based on all of these factors, I should be eating 2,100 calories a day. And she was like, I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> like she got I so tired of realizing it. Until you, until you learn about like your macros and everything and what aligns with your body. Like that was, I like dieted for years with mm-hmm. depriving myself. And until I learned about like macronutrients and what I could have like genuinely for my body, for my height, for my weight, everything, I realized that like my relationship with food was completely wrong, like completely wrong. And I've deprived myself less knowing that now than before I started doing all of that. And we were just talking with um, my stepdaughter about it because she's starting to get to that point where she maybe has to make some mindful decisions just for stress reasons and all the things together you know you get to a point where you can't just hit chick-fil-a all the time and like yes <laughs> realize you have to find balance and um I was telling her the same thing I'm like Madi if we learn this for you now you're gonna skip the decade of my life I spent thinking I had to skip a meal if, if I ate something bad the meal before and I was like, the things I learned about macronutrients completely changed everything. And I eat more now than I used to when I weighed more, if that yep. makes sense, which yep. is crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah. This makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I feel like this was a really good takeaway. I hope that, you know, Melissa and I have talked a lot in this year and, and the episodes about finding more balance and stress, like balance and work-life balance, food, activities. So I feel like this was the perfect addition for people to really understand the true science behind it. So we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Yes. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. I know yeah, we could keep talking awesome. forever. I know. I, know. I, like, uh, I have to do. I was like, I do have to cut off soon. I have to go. I right. I know. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it, and it was nice to finally actually talk in person. Like we talk over WhatsApp all the time. I know we're in person. <laughs> and it was great to meet you because I've heard a lot about you. So I'm excited Thanks. that we got to do this. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All yeah, right. Thank you. And well, yeah, you can always catch us on Instagram at the Beauty Beast Podcast. And you can also email us at the Beauty Beast Podcast at gmail.com. And, and until next time. Until next time. <laughs>